Hello, everybody, and welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on Rashpixel.fm. I'm Pete Wright, and that there is Nikki Kinzer. Hello, everyone. Hello, Pete Wright. Hello, Nikki Kinzer. How are you? I'm good. It's just you and me today. I know. What's that all about? I know. Nobody loves us anymore. Mm. I guess I stepped in poo. <laughs> I fell in mud. <laughs> Did you? Oh, yeah. Well, that's a comical segue. Tell me that story. Oh, it. I'm. I'm really happy that nobody was around to watch this. Was it just this week? Was oh, it yeah. At, was it at the big concert? No. Nick, you went to see Depeche Mode. I did. It was so fun. Oh. Uh, yes. That's... I imagine there is a Venn diagram of people who listen to this show who are also Depeche Mode fans in our age bracket. I bet you there is. Really jealous right now, yeah. or might have actually been there. Yeah, or at one of the concerts, right? Right, because <laughs> right. they're on tour right now. So they are. Yeah, no, it was that was fabulous. That was a whole. That was a wonderful evening. But that's not when I fell in mud. I'm so sorry about the mud thing. Let's yeah. get back to that. <laughs> so my dog went missing. Now he wasn't missing for long, but we have uh, in our backyard. We live like there's a mountain behind us, and we don't. There's not a fence, and and there's a street, you know, between the mountain and us. And yeah. uh, all summer long, my dog has done wonderful things. He's He's been trained and he doesn't go up farther than like where the street is and he comes back down. Well, the last couple of times he hasn't been listening. Wait, because there's no fence there? Like No, at the top because of it goes property? up. It goes up a hill. It's a very steep hill. It's a steep hill, right. Yeah. And and in the last couple of times that he's been out there, he doesn't listen to us. He's a naughty dog. Oh. He's rebellious. Yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't, he goes up, I, I don't know where he goes, but he goes away. And so we're trying to find him and uh, we can't find him. And, and uh, I was afraid that he was going to get up to the street and get ran over. So there's this house that's being built up behind me. Um, and it's like a mud pit. Right. Because they don't have any. I mean, it's not landscaped. I mean, it's being mm-hmm. built at this moment and it's it rains in Oregon and I'm trying to go up the hill in my in my son's sliders. Right. So those are those like little slider shoes. Yeah. And uh, I get stuck in the mud. <laughs> like I can't I can't <laughs> oh, move. No. And then I turn, I try to turn around and I totally fall on my butt and start sliding, <laughs> sliding down the hill. And to top it off, I was wearing a white sweater. Oh, Nikki. Yeah. At least I had like black pants on. So that was okay. But the, the sweater, I, yeah. You were a, you were a comically bad done. movie. That whole experience. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. But we did find the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah! <laughs> yeah, but what was funny is he comes back down this the, down the hill like he's all happy, like oh look, I'm listening now, oh, yeah. and he wants to get a treat. He comes into the house and he's wanting to get a treat. I'm like, seriously, no really? You think you should have a treat right now? Do you look at my butt? My butt is yeah. muddy. <laughs> uh, he did not. Oh, get I'm so sorry. A treat. No yeah. treat for you. No treat. Okay. Oh, so dear. anyway, off subject. Well, sorry. we're talking about today's a digital episode. And uh, it's kind of jam-packed, so I apologize ahead of time. But we've had this—we've had one topic on the uh, on the schedule for many, many moons, and another topic that just cropped up. And I realized these two topics actually work fairly well together, and I want to talk about them both. Uh, and so we're going to get into it. We're going to talk about uh, silencing your digital noise on your devices, and we are going to talk about uh, writing. We're going to talk about uh, in writing for introspection. 
And so I'm very excited about both of these topics. Before we do that, head over to TakeControlADHD.com. You can get to know us a little bit better. You can listen to the show there on the website or subscribe to the mailing list and get an email each time the latest episode is released. Connect with us on Twitter or Facebook at TakeControlADHD and call us. Leave us a voicemail at 503-664-4ADD to get your thoughts on this show. We would love to hear from you. And don't forget, five-star reviews in iTunes and recommendations in your favorite podcast player helps others to discover the show when they need help. So pay it forward and drop us a kind review. We sure appreciate it. Uh, and, and don't forget, we also have... Uh, our, our Patreon page. If you want to support us more directly on Patreon, you can certainly do that. Patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast. Uh, thank you for your support. There you go. We have a little follow-up. Oh, just a very quick little follow-up from our um, show last week. So I'd gotten a couple of email responses from our show with Gabriel and Heather last week and um, very positive. I mean, just, you know, talking about ADHD and strengths and and hearing other people's stories is it, it can be such an inspiration. On the flip side of that, it can also be something that makes you feel worse, right? Yeah. And um, I did get a little bit of feedback, too, about how they didn't necessarily resonate or relate to the, to to Gabriel's you know specific story and didn't feel that ADHD was a blessing and and uh, really struggled with it and and so my response to that to that listener and also to other people that may feel the same way is to remember that you know that's his story um and you have your own story. You have your own story to still write. And um, what I would hope is that you find either inspiration either from him or in other areas just to know to not give up hope that there are so many different ways to navigate your ADHD and create your story. And um, even if you felt a little bit um, bad, you know, after listening to the show or just frustrated because you're not at that place, just don't give up hope because you can, you know, definitely write your own story. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and that's what I want to want to just bring to attention because I think, you know, we've had a lot of guests um, in the month of October, um, which is wonderful. I love it when we have guests on the show. And, uh, you know, you're not always going to relate to everything that somebody says and you're not always going to relate or agree with what Pete and I say. Um, and that's okay because we can kind of, that's why we have these conversations. We want yeah. to bring attention and awareness and talk about it. And we love hearing your feedback and um, so don't be afraid either. If it's something that you really don't agree with, we're not going to take that personally, unless you say you hate, you know, my voice or you hate me or, you know, I might take that personally. Yeah. Right. There are limits. Yeah. Right. Be nice. <laughs> at least. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so that's all I wanted to say, just to kind of give some people encouragement that, you know, may not be in the best place right now with their ADHD. Right. Uh, thank you for for writing in certainly and for sharing uh, sharing your thoughts. Um, and uh, for now, let's dig into our topic today. Now, Nikki, part one of today's epic mega digital show was on the calendar, and I did not put it there. Now, this is using devices, our digital devices, without getting distracted. I assume because I did not put it there that you put it there, and I I'm curious I if you remember back that far, what may have inspired you to put it there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. I think that it is I think you probably told me to 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 start planning and you wanted me to use this Excel sheet and it was going to help you if you knew what the topics were and so I started writing things down. <laughs> that is fair and honest feedback. Not what I expected, but probably how it happened. <laughs> 
Probably. Yeah. You know, I, I've been talking to a lot of people lately, um, you know, and it's just, you know, you go out to dinner with somebody and they get out their phone starts buzzing and binging and, and they don't know what to do. And it's maybe it rings during a meeting and they, they, you know, you, you get the, the momentary freak out, the context freak out. Oh my God. Uh, I didn't know that my phone was still on. I don't know how to do it. I, I power it off. I, I don't know how to manage my bings and buzzes. Right. Yeah, and, right. and so if you already know where your notifications or how notifications work on your digital device, Device, um, that's that's fine. And this may seem like old news. Skip ahead a little bit. Uh, but if you don't, if you're one of those people who, who genuinely doesn't understand how to parse your digital buzzes and bings, uh, this this is for you. We're just going to talk briefly about the kinds of things you need to look for on your digital device, and and so that you can have just teach yourself a little bit, uh, and and have more control over what things bing and buzz. And why is that important? You might ask to the ADHD uh, brain. Well, because. Uh, we fight distraction. Oh dear, do we fight distraction? And knowing how to turn off the bings and buzzes, either at all at once or selectively, uh, it can dramatically impact your ability to stay focused on a task when you really need to stay focused on that task. That's a big deal. Well, because especially when you think of out of sight is out of mind. So you won't necessarily think about that notification not coming through when it's not coming through because you're not thinking about it. It's not right right in front of you. So it doesn't matter what was on USA Today because you're not going to be thinking about it. You're not, exactly. you know, I mean, so yeah, a lot of pluses there. Well, and I go through phases um, where I feel like I'm, I have a little bit more control and I'm, I'm a little bit more aware and I can turn some notifications back on uh, when I, when I feel like I need to be notified of, of certain things. And then I go through these phases where any notification is a disaster. It's a bomb that goes off in my brain and I want to crawl under a desk because I can't hide from all the noises and I have to turn everything off. Uh, and and really take back ownership. That's really what we're doing when we're managing these notifications is taking back ownership of the way people and things and services are allowed to reach into our lives. And mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm pretty passionate about notifications and I love granular control over what can reach me and what can't. And in particular, what little badges are on the icons, you know, the badges? Yes, You know, yes. like the 27,000 unread emails. I hate that so much. I'm in pretty good control over my email, so I rarely have any badges on my emails, but I turn those off completely. I don't want to see any badges on any apps ever because then I'm always wondering. It's the locked door syndrome. You know, what's behind the door? Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's what we want to talk about. So the first category I want to talk about is strictly notifications, right? It's the, the buzzes and bings that come into your phone. These are by apps and system services. That includes rings. A ring, when your phone rings, is a notification, right? Messages, text messages, these are all notifications that come in to your system. So the the first thing to do is to learn your app settings on, uh, you know, so we'll start uh, on an iPhone. Uh, if you open your iPhone and go to settings, notifications, and notifications, there's a notification style list of all of your apps. You can see that all of your apps that are installed on your phone and you can control how they bing and buzz to you. Uh, And there are a number of choices there. You can control the badges on the app icon, for example. You can control sounds, whether the notifications bing or buzz, or if they are silent. You can control whether they show on your lock screen. Do you know what that means? Well, yes. So that when you're, when, if your phone is locked and you have to have a password to come in, they're still 
you're still getting the notification. Yeah. Right? So when you yeah. and a lot of the newer iPhones, right? When you when you pick up your phone, there's a wake to to or there's a raise to wake service, right? It's on by default. So if your phone's sitting on a table and you lift it up, you don't have to press anything. Your lock screen will just show. And so this controls whether or not you can look at the lock screen without opening the phone and see the latest notifications and scroll through them. So hmm. you can also control whether your notifications show as banners, whether they're persistent banners that slide down at, from the top of your screen and stay there until you dismiss them, or whether they're temporary. They slide down for a couple of seconds and then slide away again. And some apps offer even further customization than that. If you're using the built-in mail um, uh, uh, app on the iPhone, you can actually control notifications based on email accounts. So if you have two or three email accounts, accounts installed uh, that you're checking on your phone, you can have some of them that actually display all the notifications in great detail and some of them have notifications turned off completely. Uh, And so you just kind of have to explore inside the apps and notifications that you use most frequently whether or not you want to be notified. Some of these apps, you know, I, I tend to be fairly bearish about notifications and I go in here at the app level and turn them off. Uh, for the ones that are, are going to be super distracting, this is where you do that. Now, on Android, uh, you can go into settings and then sound and notification in settings, and then you see your app notification list. And again, you get the allow notifications or block notifications. You get treat as priority, uh, which uh, is an option that says, you know, if you're in do not disturb mode, which we'll talk about in a moment, if your phone is locked and you don't want any notifications, this app, if it's selected as treat as priority, will be able to jump through that block. So you'll get notified uh, from this app, but not any other app uh, in this particular mode. Uh, and then allow peaking. That's the the word for banners, right, on, on Android Marshmallow or newer, um, where you can actually have the, the notification, you know, slide down. So there are a lot of, of granular, um, you know, settings per app on Android as well. Um, and, and in fact, Android tends to be even more granular and offer more granular settings for uh, notifications than iOS. Um, so if you're an Android user, definitely jump in and look at your app list and make sure you think about, do I want to hear from this app all the time? By default, the app wants to tell you it's there. It's always wanting to yell at you and tell you it's there. And you have to take control and say, shut up. Shut mm-hmm. up, app. Mm-hmm. Put baby in the corner. Bugging me. So that those are app notifications. Any questions, uh, Nikki? No. Okay. Let's move on to our second major section, and that is do not disturb. I love do not disturb. And uh, do not disturb allows you to say to your device that calls and alerts that arrive while I am the, the phone is locked and silenced uh, will be silenced. There are no... No alerts will come through. And on, on iOS, a little moon icon shows up in the status bar. Um, and so you can you can see that this this is I'm in do not disturb mode. There's a do not disturb button in the control center. If you swipe down from the top on your phone, you'll see do not uh, the option to go into do not disturb. You can also go into settings and then do not disturb. It's just right there below notifications. Uh, you'll see the little moon button and you can click into do not disturb. You can set do not disturb manually where you just turn it on, which says, I don't want to be notified by anything right now. So in our case, we're doing a podcast. I don't want to be notified by anything. So I'll turn on do not disturb. So nothing gets through. Or you can, or in addition to that, you can turn on do not disturb on a schedule. And I love this so much. Have you ever played with scheduling your do not disturb, Nikki? 
Well, not with my phone, but with my kids' phones, because um, especially with my daughter, she has friends who think it's fun to get up at six o'clock in the morning on a Saturday and call her. Yeah. And uh, of course, her phone is, you know, out in a central place in our our house so everybody can hear it and it's loud and it's like, okay. So we definitely made the rule of doing that with them. Oh, it's perfect. Well, so scheduling do not disturb is as predicted. You turn that on and you say from this period to this period, I don't want to hear any notifications. Do not disturb is on. So many people that I run into have no idea that this even exists. They've never just never tried to explore it. And when you're dealing with, uh, you know, when you're dealing with wanting to get a good night's sleep, for example, is primary purpose is it, it, it's great. Um, you know, my son, since we don't have uh, do not disturb on at night. He actually has do not disturb on during the day when his phone's in his backpack. Um, and so he doesn't get any calls or notifications while he's at school. Uh, and that's actually another thing that just sort of helps, um, you know, help the thing kind of not bing and buzz inappropriately. So lots of different ways you can use do not disturb. The The feature is, uh, it gives you a little bit more control than that. Uh, you can get repeated calls. Uh, so the second call from the same person within three minutes will be allowed through if you turn that option on. And uh, new in iOS 11 on the iPhone, you can turn on do not disturb while driving. Have you played with this one? No, but when I was looking at your notes, I, that jumped out at me because we have a a, a new, well, soon to be new driver. Yeah. And I'm thinking this this is so smart. Yeah, it's really smart. And a new, actually brand new law on the books in Oregon for, right. for you know, those of us in Oregon, U.S., uh, where, uh, you know, it's it's a stoppable offense now if you have your phone up to the ear, up to your ear. Uh, you, it is, you have to not be using your phone. And there are, you know, I, I don't know all of the details. I just know, put the phone in the console and close the lid, right? Mm-hmm. But what's lovely about do not disturb while driving, calls are allowed through to the iPhone only when the phone is connected to Blue Bluetooth or a hands-free accessory, otherwise the phone's locked and will trigger an auto-reply automatically. And it says, you know, uh, if you text me while I'm driving, it says, hey, I'm driving right now, but um, and so I'm not seeing this notification, but as soon as I get it stopped, uh, I will be able to see this notification and I'll cool. reply to you, right? That's it's, great. It is yeah. great. I, I love that and and use it absolutely. It is triggered by GPS and movement. It's It tries to be intelligent. So when you get in the car, especially when you plug into like a CarPlay, um, you know, device, you can, um, you know, it, it'll know and it'll turn on this this driving thing. If you are not driving, so if I try to unlock my phone while I'm driving, it actually pops up. It says, you know, you're in do not you're in, you know, do not disturb while driving mode. Uh, and there's a there's one button on the screen, and that is I'm not driving. So if you're a passenger in the car and this turns on, you can actually turn off do not disturb while driving with one one tap hmm. of one button and it turns it off. But cool. this is just a great thing to just know, to internalize, to build the habit. I'm always in do not disturb while I'm driving. I don't want to be notified. I want to be safe. My choice is safety. So uh, so there's that's do not disturb on Android. You can also set schedules. You have in in my limited experience. I'm not a regular Android user, but in my limited experience, you have more granular control over the specific notifications that you do allow through the do not disturb barrier. And you can set a time limit, uh, for example, like no interruptions for n hours. So I'm I'm going into a meeting for two hours. I want do not disturb on for two hours, and then I don't want to have to think about turning it off again. So it just turns off at two hours, like a timer for do not disturb, which is pretty handy as well. So um, 
that's do not disturb. And so your phone in this case is still on. It's still receiving not- uh, like it signals, but it's just not notifying you. There is a third mode, which we all know uh, if you're traveling, you get on a plane and you have to go to airplane mode. What does that mean? I, I run into people who don't actually know what's going on inside their phone when they go to airplane mode and still will power off their phone completely, um, you know, when, when they get on the phone. That's kind of kind of old habit, but we don't mm-hmm. have to do that anymore. Now, uh, you know, in the U.S., uh, when you're flying, you, you need to go into airplane mode. That turns off your antennas. Right, so you have three antennas in your phone, or there's actually many little antennas, but there are three main categories of antennas. There's your cellular antenna. So when you're out and about, driving around, walking around in a mall, you'll be on, you know, LTE or 4G. Uh, that's your cellular data antenna. There's your Wi-Fi antenna. When you jump on a Wi-Fi network, that's a second category of antenna. And there's your Bluetooth antenna. So if you're connected to like, you know, a, a smartwatch is connected to your phone or uh, some other you know, presentation device or your Apple Pencil is all connected through uh, some combination of Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, and cellular. If you go into airplane mode, it actually turns off those antennas, right? So now you're not getting notified, not because your phone is selectively telling you, I don't want to be notified about certain things. You're not being notified because you're not getting a signal, right? You're not receiving a signal. There is no in and out of data to your device. That is, you know, that that's the the biggest sort of hammer you can put down on your notifications. I use airplane mode all the time. When I really, really, really want to focus on something, right? Uh, if I'm sitting down and I'm trying to write, if I'm sitting down and I'm working on a project, if I'm editing a podcast, if I'm whatever my project is I'm working on, I'll go into airplane mode when I just need to shut down. Because again, that locked door, I don't want to see that a notification has come through that will distract me. So I turn that off. Now, all of these systems allow you now to go in and, and go into airplane mode and then turn back on individual antennas. Like, for example, the, the use case for me is you turn back on Bluetooth if you want your watch to work and you want your uh, Apple Pencil to work, uh, you know, but you can leave the cellular and Wi-Fi antennas off as needed. So I like that a lot. Um so that's a handy one to to get to know. And finally, there there is if you're a, a an Apple Watch user, and forgive me, I don't know any of the other uh, uh, watch uh, manufacturers. I've never used any watch other than the Apple Watch, but I do love this feature. It's called Theater Mode. Uh, and so the Apple Watch, when you um, you know when you pick it up to look at it. It's off all the time. So the screen is black until you pick it up to look at it. And then the screen turns on and the clock shows up so you can tell the time. But if you're in a theater, the uh, that can be very, very bright. And so you're in a dark room and you, you even if you don't intend to look at your watch, when you move your arm a certain way, the watch <laughs> might turn on and right. totally blare somebody's eyes out, you know, who's sitting next yeah. to you. So you just swipe up from the bottom on your Apple Watch and there, there's the two uh, theater masks, you know, the happy and sad mask. And if you hit that button, that will leave your phone receiving notifications and it'll still tap you if it needs to tap you, but it won't actually activate on raise to wake. So it won't show you this. It'll stay black no matter how you move your arm. Um so uh, I just like that's a little trick, and I feel like that was snuck in in WatchOS 4 that most people haven't explored yet. So WatchOS watch 4 notifications, very handy. Awesome. What do you think? That's a, a quick review, but what do you think? Yes, great. Useful, useful a stuff. Very useful, and now we just have to, to, we have to do it. We have to turn yes. the notifications 
off and we have to turn airplane mode on. I think that's the biggest key is now you got to, you, you know how to, you know how to eliminate the distractions in this case and silent that noise. And now we've got to just follow through with it. You really do. And, and so I, you know, I really love having these things in, in, you know, iOS 11, you just swipe up from the bottom of the phone and you're in control center and you have buttons for do not disturb and for airplane mode. And now in, in iOS 11, they actually show you all four buttons uh, for managing your antennae. Uh, so you can, drop off of the cellular network, you can drop off of the current Wi-Fi network, you can turn off your Bluetooth and disconnect your current Bluetooth device, and you can jump into airplane mode all with a quick swipe up from the bottom. You see those options. I, I really love it. I think the more intimate you can get with where those controls are in your specific device, uh, the, the happier you will be. Uh, and I'm telling you, I turn these things off all the time. Do it. Try it. Shut it down. Uh, mm-hmm. And you can do it without having, because I, I shut it down because I still need to use my device, right? It's it's not like right, I'm right. trying to put it away. And that leads us into our next question, or our next topic, which I, I will be brief. Uh, but I have been thinking a lot about journaling lately. And, Why? Uh, uh, well, a number of reasons. First, it's uh, NaNoWriMo is coming up. National Novel Writing Month starts November 1st. And I am a big proponent of NaNoWriMo. If you like writing fiction, uh, this is a great opportunity to sit down and join a collective of people around the world who are uh, attempting to write a novel in the month of November. Uh, I've been involved in some way, shape, or form as a participant for the last 14 years uh, wow, and so I'm, I'm a big fan of, of NaNoWriMo. Uh, but I got to thinking about journaling and I, do you journal? Are you a journaler? You know, I do journal. I, I, I don't do it every day and I don't, um, I'm not consistent every day and I'm okay with that. Like yeah. I'm not trying to be consistent every day. Right. I, I journal when I feel the need to and yeah. that's okay with me. So, but I, I definitely do. Yes. I, I think that's really important. And I like that that you, you give yourself permission, right, intentionally to say, I, I don't have to journal every day, right? I, but but I do journal because there are benefits when I need it. And, and that's mm-hmm. me too. You know, I'll sit down mm-hmm. and I journal. I journal more often uh, these days than I ever have. And, and part of it is because of the technology. And part of it is because I'm just c- continue to expand my uh, horizons around why I journal, the kinds of things I write, you know, in my chosen journal of choice, you know, whether it's, you know, building a deeper relationship with myself, you know, that sounds Mm -hmm. kind of weird, but I like having a dialogue with myself, right? You know, I ask me, I ask me through my journal to help me solve problems. Well, and it isn't it amazing how it does that. I mean, I, I, and I know exactly what you're talking about. There was a period in the summer where I journaled for probably five days straight and they were long. And I came to conclusions that I don't think I would have come to if I hadn't gone through that process. Yeah. You come yeah. up with like these creative solutions to things that you, you're butting your head up against. And it's, it's really valuable. And if you've, if you've never tried it, that can be a surprise. You know, after a couple mm-hmm. of days you realize, Hey, hey I'm, I'm changing the way I live because of mm-hmm. this. Uh, you know, it, it really helps you with this sort of memory augmentation or building new habits and routines to be able to just write them down, to document them step by step. Here's what I need to do next to to achieve this goal or to, you know, uh, every day, the first thing I write in my journal is, you know, for example, uh, I remembered to put my keys in the key bowl again. That's great. Ah, right. Nice. 
Right. Yeah. That's that's a thing I'm going to celebrate in my journal every single day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it will become a habit. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you can remember where you came from. For example, here's a one that, that kind of surprised me. My folks uh, were going through some old boxes of photos and started scanning and sending me photos of uh, from years and decades and generations gone by, you know. And you know, so I'll get this, you know, this was your great, great, great grandfather. And he ran an apothecary and and, you know. Here's a little story. So I'll take that and I'll put it in my digital journal, which I'll talk about in a moment. And I'll write a little that little story, right? I'll tell that story to myself about this, you know, long lost relative. And that is such a great idea. You know why? Here's why. This is so important to me. And I didn't I didn't realize this until I started doing it. That I when I write that story, you know, this is this is Grandpa Curtis, and he was a drunk and he died a drunk. And uh, there is alcoholism in the family. And when I'm by writing this down and celebrating the accomplishments that he had and the great sort of sadness that was his end of life, I get to reflect on growth. And Mm -hmm. that is really important that I am today, who I am today represents growth from where we in our family were generations ago. And I get to celebrate that. And I get to think about, you know, even though I might be having trouble week to week, day to day. You know, generation after generation, I represent something new and something, you know, something of an improvement in in my family. And that's That's something I can carry with me. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, beyond sort of goal setting and life logging, you know, hey, I had a great cup of coffee today at this particular location. It was good. I would go back here. (laughs) You Mm -hmm. can put that kind of stuff in there. You can process notes from therapy with all of these things. A journal, I believe, serves you best when you not only dictate what happened in your life, but when you stop and you ask yourself why and how does this impact me, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that makes a journal really, really valuable and the whole process of journaling really valuable. So, um, you know, I've talked about my love of field notes, which are always with me uh, and my my iPad and Apple Pencil. They're constant companions. So what do I do with them? Well, a few key apps for me in my digital journaling process. Um, you know, again, I'm, I'm iOS, but I strongly encourage you to evaluate your chosen platform and see if you can find something similar. I start in GoodNotes because that's a beautiful handwriting app. It's just a blank page and it works very well with the Apple Pencil. And I, I'll sit down just like I'm writing in a paper journal and I'll write for uh, for a little while. You know, Maybe it's a sentence, maybe it's a paragraph, maybe it's a couple of pages as I'm processing something throughout the day. I try to do that um, you know, I, I try to do that every day, sometimes every other day, every couple of days. But like you, I kind of give myself permission to, to not do it. Uh, and then I send that page to day one, which is we've talked about day one mm-hmm. is my very favorite journaling app. Uh, they don't have handwriting recognition in it, or I would just be writing directly into day one. Uh, but I did write the developers and they did say, that's coming. Apple Pencil support is coming oh, along with video entries and audio entries and and all kinds of great things. Uh, my favorite feature in day one right now is the activity feed. You hit a little plus button. And if you've tied in your Facebook and Instagram and all of your, you know, your accounts, uh, and it also watches where you've been, if you give it permission to watch your locations on a map, uh, it, it'll tell you, hey, you've been to seven locations today. You took 14 pictures and you posted this on, on your social uh, media um, platforms. Do you want to create entries out of any of these? Right. So if you took a picture wow, on Facebook cool. and we're at a party or something and you want to bring it into your journal, which is a little bit more private and allow you a place to really share your thoughts, 
this is where you would do that. I, I just love that. That whole concept is great. Uh, apps I use with it, ScanBot and Unfade. ScanBot is, a, is the best digital scanning app available for Android and iOS. Uh, Unfade is made by the same people, and it has much of the same engine, but it's really designed to take old photos and scan old photos and, and apply a little restoration filter to them if you have old photo albums you want to add in there. And that's great for that sort of history logging, you know, where you really mm-hmm. want to process kind of what came before. So those are the tools and apps and, and that I use for journaling. Now that you have figured out how to turn off all your notifications and silence that digital noise, try writing instead. Uh, mm-hmm. And with that, I do have a plug. Uh, our friend yes. who has been a guest on the show, Michelle Chalfont, you remember old Michelle. The adult chair. The adult chair. We, mm-hmm. she's, love her. Love her. A lot of folks wrote in after her last appearance on the show. They really enjoyed the metaphor of the adult chair and how that helps them think about their uh, sort of emotional state, their relationships with emotional reactions throughout the day. Michelle has uh, also discovered the the wonders of journaling again. And uh, you know she also has been a journaler all her life. But she was inspired as a result of this last month of journaling to do a 30-day journaling challenge. Uh, where she is sending out daily email prompts starting November 1st through the month of November. So every day at you know early in the morning, whatever it is, you're going to get a little notification that says, hey, here's something for you to think about to journal and a little reminder to practice journaling. However you choose to do it, whether you do it digitally like me, or if you pick up a piece of paper or a uh, go out and get a, a bona fide journal or a moleskin, however you choose to do it, uh, you'll get a little reminder a little prompt every day from Michelle uh, if you head over to her 30 days. Uh, and you're going to have this in challenge. the show notes, show right? Notes, I want to sign up. Link is in the up. show notes. Absolutely. There's a link on the page uh, and you can jump over to her 30-day journaling challenge and get yourself on the list starts November 1st. Now, as this goes live, I will probably let this go live on Monday night, just so people have a little bit of an extra, extra time mm-hmm. uh, to get on the list because uh, as of November 1st, uh, that's when the prompts come out. You don't want to miss one. So there you right. go. But if it is after November 1st, you can still you can still sign up, you right? You can still sign up, yeah. And, okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll make that work. So uh, anyhow, that's that's the deal. That's great. That's the pitch. I think this is uh, – this. use November uh, and uh, and figure out how to get in touch with yourself. I, You know, for me, it's when I'm really running my head into my the ADHD ceiling, just taking an intentional five minutes – to write some thoughts down to, you know, I, I'm in another one of those spaces, Nikki, where I had to delete Facebook and Twitter and all of the, the social apps from my devices because it was just too tempting. And I've replaced that again with, with writing. writing and, and just yeah. taking a minute to standing in line to write a couple of sentences, to take a picture of where I am and to think about it, to be introspective, to, to remind myself, even if I've written it a thousand times, to remind myself that I'm okay, I'm going to see the other mm-hmm. side of this. I know mm-hmm. I'm frustrated. I know I'm spinning. But um, at the other side of it, there is light. And, and I have to remind myself of that constantly. Uh, so that's my pitch for today. Love it. Thank you so much. Well, this is so helpful. Thank you, Nikki. And thank you, everybody, um, for hearing me out. I hope one or two of these things um, helps you. Let us know. Let me know how it's going. Find us. I'll probably we'll all journal together. We'll all journal together. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, right. Yeah, that's right. So uh, it's it's it was fun uh, making these notes and kind of thinking about how the process works for me. And I hope I that's hope great. as I like to say, I hope my life serves as a warning to others. Uh, so with that, 
we'll close it up. With that, we uh, yeah. sign out, right? Uh, on behalf of Nikki Kinzer, <laughs> I'm Pete Wright, and we'll catch you next week right here on Taking Control, the ADHD podcast. <laughs>